Amen. I want to welcome you to Vickers Chapel Sunday evening service. I appreciate the good singing we had before. And uh, first of all, I just want to appreciate my pastor for allowing me this opportunity. Thank the good Lord above my Savior for allowing us to come and have this opportunity as well. And uh, if you have your Bibles, be turning to the book of Matthew chapter 14. Very familiar story the Lord's laid upon my heart. When pastor asked me about preaching, uh, I sought the face of God and asked him what he'd have me to preach. And I just felt like this would be a great story to help us all. Uh, what we're facing in our nation, in our country, in our world. And we need God's grace through all this and God's mercy. And I'm glad God's grace is sufficient tonight, aren't you? Amen. But here in Matthew chapter 14, we're very familiar story. It's known as the storm story. And certainly we can say here in uh, America right now, we're in the world, we're in the storm. But there ain't no storm big enough for our Lord can't take us through. Right. Amen. Right. And we appreciate those that are watching. And hope and pray you'll get something out of the service. And uh, most of all, the Word of God will be honored. But like I said, if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to uh, verses 33. Matthew chapter 14, 22, verses 22 through uh, 34, I believe. He said, let's begin reading. And straightway, or immediately... Jesus constrained or compelled his disciples to get in the ship to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst or in the middle of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when Jesus saw, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled. Notice, troubled, saying, it is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway, or immediately, Jesus spake unto them, be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. My goodness, that felt so good in the Holy Ghost. Can I read that again? He said, but straightway or immediately, Jesus spake unto them, his disciples. Ain't you glad you want his fathers tonight, church? Saying, be of good cheer, take courage. It is high. Be not afraid. Let us pray. Fathers, we come before you right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask you, Father, to help us. Anoint our stammering lips and God, illuminate the Scriptures, what thus saith the Word of God. Help us, God, that we might be an encouragement to your church, to your people, Lord, that we may look to your Word, God, for, for you'll help us and give us encouragement, Lord. And I pray for our country, our leaders, our nation, Lord, that God did ever turn back to you, Lord. And God, put your mercy upon us one more time. I pray, God, in Jesus' name. We ask these things, amen and amen. But uh, uh, the Lord just laid upon my heart this, this passage of Scripture, and I just felt led to stop there, and we will go a little further on in the message. But uh, God laid a thought on my heart with this uh, 27th verse. It says, But straightway, immediately, Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And with the help of the Lord, I want to preach a thought that God's given to me. He's still God in the storm. Notice that. He's still God in the storm. First of all, I want to say, number one, we have His provision 
in the storm. What are you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about God knew this before it ever began. The storm was going to come. Just like here in this passage, uh, Jesus told him his disciples to go. And, uh, you know, he knows about the storms that are going on in our life and what we're facing here in America and, and the world. And uh, But notice, if you'll see this in verse 22, he said Jesus constrained or compelled uh, his right. disciples to get in the ship. And he told them to do this. Now, what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying they were in the perfect will of God. And uh, there are going to be times in your life that God's going to tell you to do this or to do that, and you're going to be in the perfect will of God, and you may not understand. I, I heard one preacher when I was studying upon these scriptures, uh, he said this is a perfecting storm or to get you to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it could have been the other way. They could have been in a, 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 a rebellious storm or out of the will of God. Ask old Jonah. He got out of the will of God and he got in trouble. But in both storms, God was still there. God was still in control. God hasn't moved. I like Hebrews 13 and 5. He said He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. It doesn't matter. Let the winds come. Let the rains come. Let them descend. God is still God. But notice there, we have His provision. And I always like the old saying, I've heard this all my life. It says, where God guides, He provides. Amen. Now notice, He told them there to get in the ship. And I thought about you know, years ago when the Lord Jesus spoke to my heart and I got born again, got saved, and He said, get in the gospel ship. Uh, ain't you men glad when you got in the gospel yeah, yeah, ship uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and God saved your soul and He told you to get in? That's what all the churches, we're in the old ship inside. We're floating through this old world and one day, thank God, He's coming for the ship. Uh, amen. But we'll have to go through some troublesome waters sometimes, uh, through some heartaches, through some sorrows. But we still have God's provision. Amen. He'll supply our needs and our desires. You know what we have to do? Proverbs 3, uh, Proverbs 3, 5, verses 5 through 8 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. Uh, be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord, depart from that with evil, and it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. It'll be life-giving to you if you'll trust in Him tonight. I'm telling you, He's trustworthy because that's what the disciples had to do. What is a disciple? It's a follower of Christ. It's those that have given their life to Jesus. Those that have surrendered their will to His will. Amen. And notice as He sent the multitude away and thinking on provision. As given a thought, if you'll read in the previous verses of this chapter, Jesus had just done a great miracle. He had fed 5,000 men, and not only men, but women and children with the five loaves, I believe it was. It says there, uh, you know, with the five, five loaves and two fishes. And they should have been on a spiritual high. When you see a great miracle like that, wouldn't you be like, that's amazing what God can do. But we're no different. God will do answer a prayer for us, or God will do something amazing for us. We're on a spiritual high. But then here comes the storm, or here comes the problem, or here comes a situation. And I'll say, where's God at? I'm guilty. I'll say, oh, me right there. But I'm telling you, God don't change. He's still God in this storm. He'll never change. Hallelujah. But not only that, like I said, this is a divine plan from God. 
God was using this storm uh, to help his disciples to grow. And I don't know how God's using what's going on in America, but I can tell you this. Uh, there's people seeking God that ain't never sought God before. There's people turning to God that maybe never have, wondering, could this be the end? Is God coming for his church? Who knows? Uh, but I know this. Uh, he's still in control. Huh? Amen. And he's still got provisions. Not only do we know that by trusting him and lean not on understanding. Psalms 37 verse 20 through 24 says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. I don't regret this old time way to you because he's made provision ever since I've gotten saved. He's taken care of me. He's been there. Well, nobody else will be there. He'll be there in your of need. Oh, hallelujah. And I like what it goes on to say in verse 24 of that Psalm 37. Though he falls, shall he he not be utterly cast down? For the Lord upholds him with his hand. He knows what you're facing. He knows what you're going through. And he'll be that provision for you in this storm. God hasn't forgotten you. God loves you. He cares for you. That's why I always love 1 Peter 5 and 7. He says, cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Oh, like the old songwriter said, nobody ever cared like Jesus. Jesus loves you with an everlasting love. He said, preacher, how do you know he loves you? Oh, every time you look at old Calvary and the cross of Jesus, I think about the greatest love letter ever written and all the 31,000 verses in the Bible. I believe it says over in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall live shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He's making provision for you. And it's his son. And so it starts with with his son, and you've got to be a disciple of his. Amen. And notice this. They may not understand why they're getting in the boat, but Jesus told them, and just like in John chapter 2, at the wedding supper, so marriage, you remember when his mother said there they, 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 they needed Jesus' assistance? There you remember what she said? Whatever he says, do it. Huh? That's what you ought to be as a child of God. Whatever the Word of God says, just do it. I promise you, you may not understand it. You may not always see what God's trying to do, but God's making a reason for it. God's got provision. He'll make you uh, supply needs for you. But notice, notice, I like what Romans 8.28 says. We know that all things work together to them that love God and them that are called according to His purpose. They didn't see here at the beginning of this. They're on a spiritual high. They're, they're excited because they've just seen the 5,000 fed, not including women and children. You think, yeah, we're pumped up, we're ready to go. And they didn't see. But now they're starting what we think is the storm, and they don't know it's the storm. And I thought about years ago, when I first got saved, I, I used to listen to Brother Mays Jackson on the radio. It was called the Truck Driver Special. And I think he'd already been home with the Lord. It was tapes that they'd play, uh, I believe, out of Bristol, the, the, the radio station there. And I remember one thing that Brother Mays said there on the, on the, uh, the radio that just stuck to my heart. And it's always thought these 20 years later since I've been saved. He always said, the life of a Christian is, is, is three things. You're either starting the storm, you're in the middle of the storm, or you're coming out of the storm. And I can see that in these scriptures. This is the beginning of the storm, and they're starting. And I don't know what we're facing here tonight or or, or tonight in this old world, but I know this. God's in control. He's going to take care of us. And it says there, look, and while He sent them away, the multitudes away, He sent them up into the mountain. Let me see this, verse 23. And when he had sent the multitudes or the crowd, what done just the great, he sent him up and he went up into the mountain apart to pray. Right. And when his evening was come, he was there alone. He was by himself. Oh, what an example. 
Not only do we have his provision, number two, we have his prayers in the storm. Did y'all hear that? Blessing my soul. So what are you saying, preacher? Jesus prays for his church. That's right. He intercedes for them, thank God. Yeah. So how do you know that, preacher? Yeah. Let me give you scripture. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You know why he was praying for them? Because this particular passage of scripture, if you look again over in John chapter 6, verse 48, when Jesus saw them toiling and rowing, he saw them they was in the middle of the storm and they were tossed to and fro. And Jesus saw them, but he had went to pray. I'm glad Jesus sees you even when you don't think He sees you. You know what I heard one pastor say? He said, the darkest the storm is, the closest Jesus will ever be to you. Right. You've got to look for Him. The Bible said in Isaiah 55, 6, Seek you, Lord, while you be found. Call upon Him while He's near. He's near to you as you ever He wants to be. It's up to us. Draw out of God, He'll draw out of you. I promise you. Yeah. If you'll seek Him with all your heart, He said in Jeremiah 29, I believe 29, 13, if you seek Him with all your heart, you'll find Him. He's there. Yeah, <laughs> but I was saying He prays for you. Hebrews 7, 25, Wherefore He is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto Him by God, seeing that He liveth forever to make intercession for them. That means He prays for you. Yeah, yeah. Amen. But you know what's the best one better than that, man? I love what he said at the tomb of Lazarus. His prayers always get answered. Glory. <laughs> Woo! Right. He always yeah, gets yeah, answered. Yeah, right. Notice what he said at the tomb of Lazarus. He said in John 11, 41 through 43, and when they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, or Lazarus, yeah, Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. For I know thou heard me always. Thank God there's not a prayer that he can't be answered. There's not a tear that he can't dry. God knows what you're facing tonight or what storm you're going through, whether it's economical, physical, spiritual. I'm telling you, he cares for you. Amen. And he's still in control. Because notice there, verse 24, he says there, but the sea was now in the midst or the middle of the sea. About three miles out, they were out in the Sea of Galilee. Tossed with waves, for the winds were contrary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you feel like maybe God ain't hearing you. God don't care. I'm telling you. Right. He cares. He yeah. sees you in your affliction. Right. I believe it's Psalms 34 verse 19 said, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of all of them. Yeah. I'm telling you, God's good, isn't He? Yeah. All yeah. the time. And he'll supply your needs. Amen. And just as they were uh, going through uh, this situation, and look at verse 25. I told you in the darkest time of your life is when Jesus is the closest. Yeah. Notice what it says in verse 25. And the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went into them walking on the sea. Yeah. Why is that so important to you, preacher? Because if you'll do some study in that fourth watch, it's right before the dawn. Yeah. It's between 3 and 6 a.m., the darkest part. Hey, church, the world looks dark. Everything's going to and fro. People don't know what to do. I'm telling you what you do. Look to Jesus. He's still in control. John 8 12 says, I am the light of the world. Whosoever shall follow after me shall not have darkness, but shall have the light of life. 
Right. I'm glad we're not moved as Christians as far as we know what's going on. We can see it in the Scriptures. It's being fulfilled every day. Yes, heartaches. Yes, it's affecting Christians. Yes, Christians are getting sick. Yes, Christians are having to suffer. But I'm telling you, God will go with you. Yes. Yes. If God be for you, who can be against you? That's right. Amen. It's what the Scripture teaches us. But notice, not only do we have His provision in the storm, we have His prayer in the storm. Number three, I like this. Look at this. Verse 26. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled and said unto him, saying, it's a, it's a spirit. And they cried out with fear. Right. You know what they had? They had his presence yeah. in the storm. Yeah. Man, that's good, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I'm telling you, we can go through a lot of things. We can face a lot of hardships, a lot of heartaches. But I'm telling you, when you've got the presence of God, it'll help you. It'll give you that peace that passes all understanding. When you go through things that you don't know, and the world looks at you and says, how in the world can you go through those things? It's because there's a God on the inside of you. It's yeah. saying, I've got control. I'm, I'm, you're in the hollow. You're in the palm of my hand. I will take care of you. I'll be there. Well, nobody else will be there. He cares for you. And he's still in control. Notice this. When I thought about that next verse, when it's in verse 27, and straightway or immediately Jesus spake unto them saying, Pete, or be of good cheer, take courage. It is I. Yeah, you know what that is I means? It means I am. Yeah. 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 He's the yeah. beginning and the end. Yeah. He's the Alpha and Omega. Yeah. He's the bright morning star. He's all solemn and solemn yeah. he's all together yeah. lovely. He's everything to us as the yeah. child of God. It's yeah. what he is, he'll be everything. Notice he said, be not afraid. They were terrified. They were afraid. They were scared. They had anxiety. They were mortified. But I'm glad we spake. They had comfort. I'm glad when I don't know what else to do, I can look to the Word of God and I can find comfort. I think about the Psalms. It may be Psalm 62. And the psalmist said, Lord, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. For those that a strong time have run into you. You're a shelter from the storm. You'll hide me in your secret place. My goodness, it's good to be a child of God. Yes, we also have to face storms. Yes, we have to face all this that's going on. But I'm glad I have a shepherd. What are you saying, preacher? By me having a shepherd, I want to read Psalms 23. You can have his presence. Notice what it says in the bloody or the, the Holy Ghost Word of God. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Maybe God's doing that to us right now. Making us to lay beside. Get quiet. Let God be able to speak to us now. Show him he's shepherd. Amen. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the pastures of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. People are afraid with what all that's going on. But can I tell you something, beloved? All of us are going to die. Right. Whether it be through coronas, cancer, natural causes, accident, we have no idea when our day's up. But I'm going to tell you this. Hebrews 9.27 says, It's a point that a man wants to die, and after this is the judgment. Every one of us is going to face judgment. But I'm glad I won't face my record alone. I'll have my shepherd with me. Thank God and his rod and his staff. They'll comfort me. They'll be there for me. The only thing that will make me worthy to even be there will be his precious blood. 
see that my name was written down in that precious blood of Jesus. That's the only thing that makes us worthy. Not my suit, my tie, not my righteousness. My righteousness is filthy rags. But I fell on the old rugged cross, the shepherd of my soul. That's right. Amen. And notice what it says in Psalms 23, For I fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and staff, they comfort me. Do you need comfort in the storm? Look to the shepherd. Look to the shepherd. For thou preparest a table in the presence of mine enemies. Notice that. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. But I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I like that last part when I read that. I wept earlier when I was studying for this message. Seems like forever since we've got to go to church, hasn't it, church? Oh, yeah. We've got to come together one mind accord and worship Him in spirit and truth. Not saying the church itself is a building, and yes, you can go out in the community and be the church. It's not these four walls, but there's just something about God's people getting together yeah, and worshiping in yeah. spirit and truth. Right. Hebrews 10, 25, we know that. Forget not to assembling yourself together. I love doing that. I love doing with God's people. I hope and pray after all this is over, and if the storm passes by, that it'll give you a hunger and desire more than you've ever had yeah, to yeah, be yeah, with yeah. the shepherd yeah, and God's right. people in His yeah. house. Amen. Because I'm telling you, we're living in dark times, dangerous times. And, and as I was studying, I thought about Corey Tim Boone and her quote that she had about this old world. She said, if you look at the world, you'll be distressed. But if you look within, you'll be depressed. But if you look at Christ, you'll be at rest. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. If you've got the shepherd tonight, you'll be at rest. Yeah. Yeah. The shepherd will help you. He'll give you strength. Let's go on. Not only... Do you have his provision in the storm? You have his prayers in the storm. You have his presence. I want to give you the last thing. Verse, let's read verse 28. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if thou had, if it's thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter had came down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Notice that. But when he saw that the winds were boisterous or more violent, he was afraid. And he began to sink and he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O ye of little, o thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Right. And when they had come into the ship, the wind ceased. And they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying of truth, Thou art the Son of God. And when they had gone over, they came into the land of Jesenarach. And notice this, I want you to see this. When he said there, save me. Look what happened. Jesus immediately stretched forth his hand and called him. Yes. So what are you saying, preacher? Not only providence, not only prayers, not only his presence. I like the last one. And I'm telling you, I can hardly stay contained in this pulpit when I say this. We have his promises in the storm. Bless his holy name. We have his promises he'll take care of. Right. All you have to do is call out to him. Yeah. And he'll show you great mighty things thou knowest not of. Jeremiah 33 and 3. But let me tell you about these promises. 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 3 through 4. According to his divine power. We're talking about Jesus. He hath given unto us all things pertaining unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that hath taught us unto glory and virtue. Whereby we are given unto us exceedingly great 
precious promises yes. that by you might be partakers of a divine nature, a different nature, a new nature. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old yeah, things pass away, but all things become new. Right. You get the way you look at things different. You listen to things different. You walk different. Right. You talk different because you've got them divine promises in you. Amen. Amen. That you might be partakers of a divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Hey, let me give you some encouragement right before we get to finish up this message tonight. What are some of his promises you can hang on to? Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. And the Lord said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. All that are to encourage your heart tonight with all that's going on. Your wealth may go. Your health may go. Family may go. Friends may go. But the Lord will never leave you nor forsake thee. Not only that promise, I like this. Isaiah 53, verse 5. And with his stripes, are we healed? Amen. Do you need a touch from God tonight? Amen. I'm telling you, He's got divine power if it's according to His word and according to His will. God's able. Amen. But you know what? As soon as I say that, I feel in my spirit. But He didn't heal me, preacher. Well, why are you mad about? If you're ready to go to heaven, it's just getting you a ticket home. Something's going to take you. Be ready to go. Because you know not when you'll go. Amen. Not trying to say I don't have compassion. But certainly we all have family members that are sick. Some are even on the verge of knocking on heaven's door or into eternity, whichever the case may be. But I'm telling you, either if you're saved, you'll be healed on this side or you'll be healed on the other side. Right. Yeah. Because we've got his promises in yes. store. Yes. Yes. Uh, and he's still in control. Yes. Yes. Uh, but here's one of the best promises we got, child of God. We see all that's going on in this world. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. We've got the promise of him coming back. Yeah. Hallelujah! Yeah. He's coming back for a bride. He's yeah. made herself right. Made herself ready. Right. Revelation talked about her. Said she's made herself ready. A bride, robed in white and righteousness. But here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18, it says, But I would not have you to be ignorant or in spiritual darkness, brethren, or I'm not having spiritual understanding, concerning them which rest sleep or have died in the Lord. That you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Right. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so shall we them that sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For we send you by the word of the Lord, which, which, which will are alive and remain to the coming of the Lord, shall not prevent or precede them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. But we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in there and shall be with, with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Right. I'm telling you, is that or comfort one another with? I'm telling you, isn't that a precious promise that we have yes. tonight, yes. beloved? Because we can see this storm. Jesus allowed them to go through this storm. And like it's been said, maybe in the previous message of our pastor this morning, get a chance to listen to that, you ought to, a great man of God. But notice what he said there. He said there that, you know, this is the coronavirus hadn't took nobody's God by surprise. God knew it was going to happen. I'm telling you, he knows what we're going to face. We know what, uh, don't know what holds tomorrow, but we know God holds tomorrow. That's right. right. Yep. And if he holds tomorrow, right. we can live, we can face tomorrow, yes. as the old songwriter said. But I told you, Notice at the beginning they started it. In the middle, they were in the winds were contrary in the fourth watch. But now at verse 34, the storm's over. And when they had gone over, they came into the land of Jessenaret. Do you know one day this storm's going to be over? 
that old gospel ship that I talked about when I first began this message is going to dark. It's going to dock in the harbor of heaven. Amen. Are you ready to meet Jesus? Now, James, that's the most important decision you ever make in your life. If you've not listened to anything that I've said tonight or I've not been encouraged to you, I do not know. That's between you and God. I've tried to honor God the best that I could and the best of my ability. But the main thing is, are you prepared to meet Jesus? Are you prepared to meet Jesus? I promise you right now that God will take you right where you are. Maybe you've not been in church for years or, or maybe, maybe you've never trusted Christ or, or whatever the case may be. I want to tell you a little story about a song that we sing in the church. It's called Just As I Am. I'm telling you, God will take you that way if you'll trust and believe him. I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you've been. He'll take you just the way. Yes. If you know anything about that songwriter, that woman that wrote that precious song, she was a woman full of life and bubbly, and, 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 and she had a, a, just a bubbly personality when I read the history about it. But something happened in her life. She got in the storm that she couldn't handle. She became sick and ill and bedridden at a very young age, I believe at the age of 30. And for the next few years, she got into a great depression and, and, and got very, very angry at God because of what had happened to her. So one day, her father, uh, being a, a good Christian man, she was raised in a Christian home, he said, let me go get a pastor. Let me go maybe talk to her, maybe witness to her. And the pastor kindly went in there with his good bedside manner, talked to her, and began to tell her about Jesus' love of God. At first, she rejected. Then she began to tell her story and how she felt. He looked at her and stopped her. He said, listen. I've heard everything you've said. I'm telling you, God will take you just the way you are. Would you do it? If Jesus will take you just the way you are, and at that moment in time, the Holy Ghost pricked her heart, and she said, I've been living wrong all these years. And there she bowed her head, there beside the bedside of this pastor, and gave her life to Christ. And then she began to pin the words, just as I am. And it became a poem. And that poem was translated and it was given to uh, Dale Moody and it was sold and, and different copies were given to help his ministry because one individual said yes to Jesus through her storm. Right. I'm telling you tonight, God's still in control. God hasn't forgot you. But I'm telling you right where you're at, he'll give you your life to Christ. I'm telling you, life will change for you. And I want to tell you the uh, Romans road, uh, Hebrew or uh, Romans chapter 10 Verse 9 says, For thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thy heart that God raises from the Son from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Amen. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. But I like this part. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yes. Can you do that? Yes. Can you do that? Yes. Let's have prayer. Fathers, we come to you right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I've preached my heart and I've tried to be obedient to your word, God. And I pray, Father, those that may be listening by, by internet, and God, I pray that you'll speak to their heart. If they've trusted Christ as their personal Savior, and they've asked you to, to be their Lord and Savior and to do their best to try to live for you, Lord, I pray that they'll call the number that's on the screen and maybe talk to those that will be there to help them in their hour and, and give them an understanding, and as the church does, give them literature, to give them a, a new walk in Christ. And I pray you'll help them and strengthen them, God, in their walk of faith. But Lord, maybe that Christian that, that's going through a storm and maybe they just can't see you provision. They can't see your presence or your prayers or your promises. I pray that you'll wrap your arms of love and grace and mercy. And I pray you'll nudge at their heart again, Lord. And just tell them how much you love them. And God, that they'll see that if they just fall back on their knees, Lord, and come back to you, you'd, you'd receive them. You said you would. And I pray, Father, that you'd help them and guide them and show them that you're the soon coming King. Help us all, I pray. Forgive us for we fail you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. amen. Thank you tonight for your attention. God bless you in Jesus' name.